Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the June CTSS quiz. I hope your weather, we complained for a long time it was too cold, now you're probably complaining it's too hot. But nevertheless, let's look at 10 terrific cases and see how well you do, and let's see if we all can learn something. In this first case of a middle-aged female, I asked what the best diagnosis is. When you look at the images, there's a coronal view and a cinematic. There's a complex cystic lesion in the body of the pancreas. Maybe the slight prominence of the pancreatic duct, but that's the only finding. I like cinematic now to look at some of the texture of the lesions, and I think hopefully it's something we can learn from. Could this be an IPMN? It's kind of big. Theoretically, yes. MCN is very good in this location. Pseudocyst, patient no history of pancreatitis. But this lesion with the septations was a serous cystadenoma. I think sometimes you can have a problem with MCNs, but usually they're cystic, no septations, and you can see the septations better seen on the uh, images with cinematic rendering. And so the best diagnosis in this patient is a serous cystadenoma. We know serous cystadenomas can grow. Usually if they're over five centimeters, they will be resected, but there is some variability in that. The question in this case is, what's the best diagnosis? I like this case because it's cinematic rendering, and it's one of our new views where we're looking in the lumen. You can see the patient has a type A dissection coming near the patient's right coronary artery, and you could see the flap really nicely with the endoluminal view. I think endoluminal views with cinematic rendering are going to be very helpful. Uh, we have submitted an article on that. We could do uh, endovascular views previously with volume rendering, but I think this gives you a little better shadowing and a little better detail. You can see the left coronary artery. You also can see the patient's ventricular wall. So it's a very nice rendering, but the answer is a type A dissection. This patient had nausea and vomiting, and what's the best diagnosis? If you look at the images I gave you in 3D, there's a markedly distended duodenum, and then as you track it to the uh, past the ligament of trites, you see a mass present. And I guess this could be a lymphoma. Infiltration like this is not going to be a gist tumor. They're typically exophytic. Crohn's, you have a long segment, some abnormal enhancement, but not this mass effect. If this was Crohn's, it would be a cancer on top of Crohn's. So what could this be? Well, it's proximal bowel. It's more likely adenocarcinoma. The obstruction is more common in adenocarcinoma than lymphoma, and this was adenocarcinoma of the proximal jejunum causing the patient's obstruction and clinical symptoms. The best diagnosis in this case, we're dealing with a cystic lesion tail of pancreas with multiple cystic components. Now, IPMNs can have a cluster, but when I start thinking about a cluster, I'm thinking about a serous cystadenoma. Metastatic renal cell is typically hypervascular. MCN is typically body of pancreas. Again, maybe a thin septation, maybe not. But when I see a cluster, I'm thinking about serous cystadenoma, which was the correct answer in this patient. In this case, I asked you what's the best diagnosis. What are the findings? Splenomegaly. So sickle cell disease, SS disease, is not going to be there. The spleens are small and autoinfarcted. Thalassemia can give you a big spleen. So can lymphoma. So can polycythema vera. In fact, the largest spleens are typically with polycythema vera or CLL. 
Then you look at the bone and you see the sclerotic changes and that's a very good look for myelofibrosis. And putting the two things together, when you have all the bones involved like this, it's not gonna be lymphoma. This is not the appearance of thalassemia. This is a great case of polycythemia vera with myelofibrosis. Just a classic example. This patient has a bone marrow transplant and has fever. When I see a BMT patient, you're always thinking about fungal infection. And what do you see here? Cavitary lesions bilaterally. You see some infiltrates. I'm always thinking about aspergillosis, invasive pulmonary aspergillosis. CMV does not give you this pattern. TB is not this population. This doesn't look like septic emboli, which are more wedge-shaped and peripheral. This is a classic invasive pulmonary aspergillosis, a fungal infection. The correct answer indeed is going to be B. In this case, what's the best diagnosis? This is a pretty simple case, but I liked it. There's a large aneurysm of the right renal artery. Look at that aneurysm. It's one and a half times the aorta. Not much else. Kidneys look okay with a cyst in the right kidney, but a beautiful renal artery aneurysm. When aneurysms get above 1.5 or 2 cm, they typically will be treated. This patient had endovascular stent repair and the best diagnosis is. Now we've spoken before that with endovascular repair, perfusion changes in the kidneys and even small infarcts are not uncommon. But in this case, there's a global infarct of the right kidney. There's basically at best minimal capsular flow. You see the atherosclerotic changes, you see the endovascular stent. So the right renal artery must have been occluded. There also is an infarct, though it's more segmental, in the left kidney. So this is a classic example of renal infarcts. In the left kidney, if I didn't give you a history, you could think about polynephritis, but when you have an endovascular stent placed, you see wedge-shaped, you're thinking infarction, and the right kidney is very classic for global infarction. This patient had endovascular repair, right-sided access, and what do you see? This outpouching off the femoral artery. That's just a classic example of femoral artery pseudoaneurysm. Uh, CT is very good for looking at vascular complications, whether it's bleeding, whether it's fistulae, whether it's an aneurysm or pseudoaneurysm. This is not an AV fistula, though that can be one of the complications. Femoral artery occlusion is rare but could occur. This is a beautiful femoral artery pseudoaneurysm. In this case, I just love the images so much I had to ask you what's the rendering technique. You can see I've changed the images on the first image, the one on top, I'm showing you the blood flow, and in the bottom, blood is negative, and I'm showing you the patient's endovascular stent. This is a beautiful use of cinematic rendering. You can do okay with volume rendering, perhaps, but not with the shadowing, so it won't look as good. MIP can show you the stent, but you would not really visualize the soft tissues, and classic and shaded surface ain't gonna do nothing. We don't even use that at all. Beautiful example of cinematic rendering. So with that, I've given you 10 terrific cases. I hope you learned something. I hope you like the cases. You can see I put a bunch of cinematic renderings in there trying to get your interest. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the month. Have a great month. Catch you later. Bye. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctsus.com, for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more.
Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.